1: Every team, every topic, everywhere this is believe.
0: Welcome to Believe in Celtics brought to you by Ben Online. I am Warren Shaw. He is a great Gary Washburn and we are your host and resource for everything Celtics this season. My guy Gary, you are on location, West Coast tripping it. How you feeling, brother?
1: Good, good. It's always unique to to be back on uh, the West Coast where I'm from, uh, and the time change. Obviously, growing up on West Coast time, you you get used to everything being early. But when you live many years in the East Coast, uh, you're not used to everything going down so early. So yeah, like I'm getting ready. The Sunday night game or the Thursday game starts at 515 out here. So, yeah, it's all it's just uh, it's always interesting to be on the West Coast again. I I I enjoyed living here growing up in the West Coast, but it is definitely different uh, living on the East, especially when it comes to, you know, sports and everything being so late in the East and out here so early.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel you. Like anytime I go out West, I'm just like, what? It's only this time and yeah, it, yeah. everything is done already. It, it, yeah, yeah it's, right. it's really, really is that that three hours is a big difference, I think, in people's lives for sure. Um, since we last spoke, you know, Boston still continues to rock things out, man. You know, one hiccup against the Miami Heat, basically in a, in a home and home still, because, you know, yeah. it's it not to even travel. Um, those little mini series things, I think maybe it is a little bit harder to beat teams back to back like that. Um, but game went to overtime, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but they've got right back on it. You know, wins against um, Brooklyn, Toronto and all of that since then and a big win against Phoenix. So we'll talk a little bit about the West Coast trip here on the Gino time. Obviously, big, big game coming up with the Golden State Warriors. So we got to definitely preview that. Um, but before we kick the that and do all our plugs, wanted to get your take here. Because listen, no knock, no knock to the shams and woges of the world. Well, there's only shams and woes of the world, right? But they're giving us news here on Rob Williams. I want to hear from you. You're my guy. You're you're there with the squad. What's the situation with Robert Williams? You know, how soon is he really in a situation where he could be back any day? He could just wake up and hey, today's the day. What, what's your intel telling you as you're covering the team?
1: I think they're gonna take their time with this. But I think he's getting close. I mean, he's walking, working working out comfortably. You know, he's, he's got a knee brace on as he works out. Um, I thought potentially that it could be like, um, you know, maybe this, coming, this road trip, he might just kind of, you know, throw him in for 10 or 15 minutes or whatever. But I think earliest Warren, maybe that Friday game against the Orlando Magic, which is what, eight days away, I think that's the earliest. It's a very kind of a how I put it low impact game uh, for him in, in terms of uh, bringing him back and all that, and, and, and making sure that he's okay and you give him 10, 12 minutes, and then let him. You know, I, you know, I don't think that's a high intensity game. I think they're you know the next three games, as you know, Warren, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, high intensity games, teams that are going to really come after him. I think Orlando, maybe you throw him in there. Um, That's the earliest, but I watched him work out. He looks comfortable. He's not favoring the knee. You know, he looks like he's getting really close.
0: I love to hear it, you know, and I think we all do, you know, in Celtics Nation, would love to hear that. And I think with Boston playing as well as they are, there is not the sense to rush him back. I think early in the season, we had our own concerns. You and I discussed, listen, will, will we be able to survive with the front court death with him not being there? Um, they have figured out a way to make it happen just by having an elite level, all time elite level level offense currently right now. And he can kind of come back to stabilize that defense. So no, there should literally be no rush to do it and it really just to be about um, when he feels comfortable. And if you're saying, hey, he's feeling comfortable and is ready to kind of give it a go. Hopefully the Celtics training staff and everybody is like, hey, on your time. Not feeling like, hey, you need to come back and save us in any capacity, um, because they're definitely more than just getting by without them in in the short term. So, great insight there from the from Gary Washburn. Um, you know, you know how we do here on Believe in Celtics. You know, we got to pay our bills and do our plug. So, first, you know, first and foremost, we ask that you follow our show, rate, review, subscribe, do all of those things. Make sure you follow following everything coming out of the Believe Network as well too. Believe Network, Believe Sports. Follow Gary on Twitter at G Washburn Globe. You can follow me on Twitter at Shaw Sports NBA. So let's take a quick break, and we'll go ahead and do the Geno Time segment of this Believe in Celtics episode. Oh well, where we will preview the West Coast trip with all these great games coming up Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we are back here on Believe in Celtics. So geno time here um and it continues to be geno time for the subjects cuz they are kicking a and taking names um most recently as we're recording here dismantling like just utterly no respect for the west coast leading phoenix suns not really even sure what happened there that was that was really just some performance um let's touch on that you know really quickly again on the outset we talked about the other side you know beating brooklyn was a was a nice win beating toronto nice win again as well too but um this Phoenix win, obviously we all expected that game to be a little bit more com- competitive. Um, what did you see? Just kind of like where did it turn for them and why was Boston be able to just dominate and insect their will with Chris Paul even coming back in that game for Phoenix?
1: You know, Warren, I think it was just the defensive mindset that they began the game with. They I mean uh, you know, someone told me last night, like uh in Phoenix, like, you know, they just they understood the assignment. The assignment is winning in Phoenix, a place that they have not played well at over the years that about this time last year, they went to Phoenix, you know, kind of really kind of up and down back then. Obviously they weren't 20 and five entering the game more like, you know, I think 10 and 13 or so, whatever they were uh, entering that game. Still trying to find themselves. And they got whooped uh, last year about this calendar year, uh, December 21 in Phoenix. And it was, you know, laughable national ESPN game. One of those games where you know everyone looks and says, "Wow, they look terrible." You know, they judge you because it's a national game and yeah, why are you on TV? <laughs> exactly. Why are you on TV? You're down 25 in the third quarter, and and so the announcers are thinking stuff to talk about, as they did <laughs> last night because the the game was just lacked any compelling parts. So I think. They said the players are like we follow our game plan to a T, right from the opening tip. Defensively, they swarm DeAndre Ayton, like you know. Even though no Al Horford having I mean, no Robert Williams, you know Horford's out with the health and safety protocol. We'll see how long that takes him out. Whether he returns in this trip or you know we don't know if he's still still stuck in Phoenix or whether it was a false tip. We don't know the circumstances, and they're they're not going to release those that information. Uh, so we'll see what happens at practice on, uh, uh, in the coming days in the Warrior game. But no Hartford, no Williams. And so you thought against Blake Griffin and DeAndre Aiden would be eaten. It'd be barbecue chicken in there. But that wasn't the case. They swarmed him every time he got the ball. Every time he brought it down, it was like, you know, little, little midgets trying to beat up Godzilla in a sense. Like <laughs> they were literally just knocking at him, swarming him, all that, trying to get – um, the ball out of his hands, and they did. Every time he brought the ball down, strip, you know, or force shot, or he had to pass out of it. You know, Chris Paul was a guy who was just roaming. You know, obviously, he's just a magician with the ball, as you know, Warren dribbles the ball, finds his spots. Oh, let me take this little 16-footer. Oh, you're going to let me, you know, like, oh, you're going to let me shoot? Okay. Well, you know, I got you right there. Boom, there you go, uh, two points. Or if you don't, if you then I'm just going to find, you know, an open man at the three, they covered everybody, so he was just he was roaming and he was a little uncomfortable obviously first game back in a while shooting. Yep. So he he wasn't himself. Um and then Devin Booker got some early foul trouble and they went at him defensively with Jalen Brown. So he got frustrated. So it was just uh one of those Mike Tyson, Michael Spinks kind of things, Warren, where he just you know, they just jumped him, and all of a sudden, and, and, and all of a sudden it's like they're up 12 at the end of one, and they're like, and the crowd is like, what's going on? I'm sitting next to Mike Wilbon from ESPN. He's like, wait a minute, I came all out here, way out here from my house for this. You know, what's <laughs> going on? And then it grew to 45 points. And I mean, it was just one of those things. Everything the Celtics did turn to gold. Phoenix just, you know, and I think the, the Sun sort of sent a message there. One, like, you know, Mikael Bridge, I think he had an early and one and did he was really showboating. I don't think the Celtics took kindly to that. It was an early play, like maybe the first opening minutes of the game. And then I just think Jason Tatum was like, okay, y'all talking about Devin Booker? Oh, okay, y'all talk about keep talking about Devin Booker. I'm the MVP candidate here. And then Jalen's like, hey, don't forget about me. you know. So I think they just took this game really seriously. I'm not saying they haven't taken it. And I think the one thing that Blake Griffin told me last night, Warren, was like they don't get rattled like yeah. last year's team did. Teams make run on them. They, okay, we got you. At the end of the first, or the second quarter against Toronto. And as you know, Warren, like Toronto's been a house of horrors for the Celtics over the years, all the way going, dating back to DeRozan and Lowry, to now to you know, Siakam and Van Vliet, and Anobi, like, they don't play well up there. And Toronto looked like they had the formula to run away again. I think they were up 10, like, like 54-44. Right. And you're like, OK, this is looks. this could get to 16 or 18. And then all of a sudden it sets in a real hole, like, you know, like the two games at Chicago. Instead, they withstood it. They fought back. They got within six, made some adjustments. They came out and punched first and took over the third quarter. The Celtics are, are not a team that's getting rattled here. OK, they're not a team that like, like this is games. The two Chicago games, they just don't play well. And Chicago yeah. played very well. Probably a matchup thing, as you know, Warren. I mean, matchups are everything, matchup makes you know, the matchups make fights, you know, matchup make sometimes just one team has another's number. But overall, I just saw them take the game seriously. They didn't ease into the game, you know, they knew they were playing on the road, national TV, the only real West Coast game of the night or whatever, the late, late, the only game going on in town, I think the, the Warriors jazz game ended early, you know, like an hour before them, so they're, they're the only game in town in the NBA, so they put on a show. And I think that was an intentional thing, not to run up a scoring thing, but they were trying to let people know, we don't mess around on the road. We're, we're, we're here for business. This is a business trip. No more, you know, we've been, we've seen, we've lived the NBA life, we've had fun, we've partied. We don't have a cha- we still don't have a championship. I think that's what they're saying. There's still no rings up there, precise 2008 in the last you know 35 years. So they're on a mission at this point,
0: yeah. I think that very much that has to be clear, you know, to the rest of the NBA. I think at this point, um, it, it, it we would be remiss not to credit Joe Mazzulla. Uh, obviously, he was the coach of the month, you know, here, and it's just has. Like you said, they haven't missed a beat. And that's just, it's remarkable. It's remarkable to know that this is a situation, especially with how um, uncertain things looked coming in training camp with all the other drama that was circulating the team. You know, even before that, Jalen Brown potentially being rumored to Brooklyn. Like it's just really, really settling, I think, you know, as you watch this roster to know how much they've matured and how much Missoula has been able to really have an imprint on this team. A couple of weeks ago, we spoke, Gary, that, all right. Great, this offense has been amazing, but this defense at one point was twenty-six. Then a couple of weeks after that, sixteenth. I look today, eleventh. So it's definitely getting better, um, while still maintaining the number one offense, you know, within the NBA. And you know, the key to the championship, as they always say, is like, hey, you can be, you know, top ten in both offense and defense, then you really do have a chance. And as you alluded to, Tatum playing at, at an MVP level. Jalen Brown, if it weren't for Tatum, would be playing at an MVP level as well too. So I mean, all all systems go here for this Boston Celtics team here, as you alluded to, dismantling um the Phoenix Suns, you know, business trip style and taking care of business in the previous games after that Miami loss. So there are no nights off, as continues to be our theme right in the NBA. And Boston is, I think, in some ways they've risen to pretty much every challenge thus far. Um, so they're going to get presumably a healthy golden state team. And we'll, we'll touch on that here in a second. Um, They're going to get a healthy Lakers team uh, and they're going to get a healthy Clippers team with both Kawhi and PG, both now back, you know, for those rosters. So you're not going to get, you know, go against uh, Terrence Mann and you know, who are, you know, whoever else like it's, you're going to have to win those games. And the Clippers are usually a hard team. So um, I think while you can't win NBA championships here in, you know, December, You can certainly lose them, Um, you know, and I think, you know, they're starting to really build the culture here or not really build. They built the culture here, as you alluded to, that they're not going to bow down to anybody. So let's go ahead now and first take this game by game. Obviously the finals rematch. Is this something that as you've been around the team, you know, have they circled this date on the calendar, so to speak, obviously they can't win the championship by beating golden state here on the road here Mm -hmm. in you know, the beginning parts of December, but is there a true chip on their shoulder? Um, and I, I, can't, I won't even say it's just another game. It's not just another game. But are, are there going to be messages being sent by either team? And I think Golden State in some ways has been resting some of their guys a little by little in preparation of this match here as well, too. They rested guys against Utah, and I was like, what's that about? And then I was like, oh, that's what it's about. Boston's coming to town this weekend. So what are your thoughts on that game? What's your sense from the team coaching and everything that you've been around here as a Celtics are on this West Coast trip?
1: I mean, obviously, this is a game they, they pointed to. They knew this. the I mean, and, and in all three games, you know, the Celtics-Laker rivalry, um, the Clippers, not to say it's a huge rivalry, but, you know, it's you want to do your all best. Yeah, and you always <laughs> want to play well in L.A. You always want to show the, the fans in L.A. You always want to, you know, L.A.'s a place like it's like going to the garden, you know, for some of these young guys, I mean. Obviously, our generation a little bit was the garden was the Mecca. Not so much now. It's sort of a staple center now, crypto.com mm-hmm. arena where you wanna you wanna show your best in front of the stars. So I think they've pointed to the second half of this trip. I think it was impressive, Warren, is they got the first half done, three and and0 You know, back-to-back wins against Brooklyn in Toronto, and beating Phoenix. So now you get greedy. Uh old use old baseball term when you win the uh, first. Two games of a of a three game series. Then you get greedy. Now you want to go for a sweep. You don't want to settle for two out of three. That sounds good. When you get that first two, you say to yourself, "Okay, let's get let's get a little bit greedy now." Yeah. Okay. Let's let's try let's try it for the Celtics. Let's let's try to go five and one here, six and zero. Oh. You know, four and two I think would be a little bit of a disappointment at this at this point. And three and three would be, certainly be a disappointment. I don't think that's going to happen. But you get greedy, and I think the Golden State game. I don't. I mean, obviously, you can't replay the championship. You lost. You're on the biggest stage. You didn't come through. You lost in six. It's not like they got swept. were not wasn't like they looked. They put up a pathetic performance. But they did lose the last three games of the series. They did blow a chance to win game four. Uh, Jason Tatum was a shell of himself in that series. All the storyline. So yeah, I think they're gonna come out a little pissed and try to show Gold State. But it, it, like anything else, you, you know, it's a regular season game. You, you, if you win, you say, "Good game, guys." We'll maybe we'll see you in June again or whatever, and you keep it moving to the to the to the Clipper game, uh, and, you, and you move forward. You don't make a big super big deal. But I think mm-hmm. psychologically, of course, they want to win a Chase Center. Of course, um, they're mad. Of course, they're still disappointed. Of course, people. I mean, you know, like like. Um, I remember Jason Tatum on Twitter, which and I don't know why these guys do this, Warren, because it's just the vitriols are so so much. These said, okay, I'm gonna take a couple of questions on Twitter. You know, here's an <laughs> NBA, NBA All-Star, you know, you like second question. Why do you look like trash against the warriors? You know, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like there's a second second question. And he's like, hey, you know, you fall down nine times, get up ten. He took the classy response. He didn't you know, kind of go KD at a guy or whatever. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, no burner, no burner accounts yet. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he didn't, he didn't kind of take on you know the guy with with forty three followers. But you know, so those guys hear about it. They've been reminded of it. They watch the highlights. I'm sure they don't watch the games over and over again. But they saw the Warriors celebrate on, on the TD Garden floor yeah. for the first time since 1987. A visiting team won a championship at the Garden. I mean, it's 35 years ago, so there's something to this game. I think they'd be lying to you if they won. But like you said, Warren, you don't win a championship in December. You know, but will Missoula play the guys a lot of minutes after two days off? And we we have learned, Warren, watching the Celtics that Missoula pushes his guys. Okay, well, they a- gonna
0: play. Yeah, that's yeah. an
1: understatement. <laughs> he, he, you know, he's not exactly on a Tom Thibodeau level, but he's 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 got the Tom Thibodeau training guide in his back pocket, you know, <laughs> how to be like Tibbs. Uh um,
0: oh,
1: you know, um and play your guys 40 minutes. So with two days off, okay, he's gonna push those, and a day off after, he's gonna push those guys. And I think they're going to do what it takes to win the game. I think they're going to, you know, and who knows, as as you said, Warren, the state of the Warriors right now, they blew a game the other night against Utah where they just kind of let the, let the jazz just take it from them. They haven't been playing well. They're a very good home team and a terrible road team. Um, So the question for them still is, can they get it together? You know, you know, and, and we've seen Warren teams that, Come back, defending champs. You know, uh, win forty-eight games. Then you know, look at you know, I look at the I look at the two thousand and ten Celtics, where mm-hmm. they just you know kind of bumbled themselves, four seed entering the playoffs. Then were basically one game from winning it all again. Uh, lost that game seven to Kobe and the guys in L.A. But that was a team that just couldn't find itself until maybe March. So. I think people need to lay off the Warriors for now because they got a lot of time to get it together. But right now, they're 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 this uh, you know jumbled up bunch. They got to figure some things out.
0: You know, I I don't think we'll see Andrew Wiggins in this game. I think he's expected to be out. Right? I think he's you know two games, and one of those games will be, will be against the Celtics. And he was obviously a huge key to that series for for Golden State. Um, But what I I do want to ask you this from, and obviously you're Celtics, you covered the Boston Celtics, but if you're Missoula, would you be leery of maybe Draymond Green trying to pull some Draymond Green stuff in this game, almost as a psychological tool to some degree um, to try to get back in their heads? And while I don't really think after that game two in the finals, he was really as impactful from the psychological standpoint of things per se. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, as I watch and survey the league and seeing Draymond play in the years and things of that nature, there's a certain level of pride and maybe even arrogance that comes along with being a champion, um, that he specifically has and is very pretty boisterous about. Would you be cognizant of, or if you're Missoula, maybe telling guys, listen, just be careful not say this is going to happen, but Draymond might try some shit <laughs> and you know what I mean? And just, and just be mindful of that and continue to be the upstanding gentlemen and men that you have been res- and not responding or overreacting to things that you have been that's led you to a 21 to five record this far. Is that something that she would, you know, mention or would yeah. you just let things kind of go?
1: Yeah, I mean I think you have to be aware of him. And I'm not talking about even, even on the floor like impact, you know, don't let him, you know, push you around. Don't let mm-hmm. him punk you. And but don't let him out hustle you either. You know, get to those 50-50 balls. That's the one thing is that Phoenix game. Got all the 50-50 balls. Chased, I mean, chasing guys, chasing loose balls down. Like, play harder than they are. Play yeah. harder right. than they – you know what I'm saying? You have every reason to want what – you want what they have. They're the defending champs. As much as they're 13-12 and 12 or whatever they are right now, they're still defending they, – they they got the chip that you wanted. They, they took your lunch. So yep. you got to take it back. You're not going to take it back in December, but – you got to send a message. You got to take back, and if that means you know, getting into it a little bit with Draymond, not losing emotions and getting dejections and things like that. But it's going to be, you know, we don't know the officials, but obviously it's probably going to be a very experienced staff. They're not going to throw a bunch of first and second years officials in this game, considering the competition. I'm, I expect to see a Bill Kennedy or a Mark Davis or a Scott Foster, or a Tony Brothers, or there's going to be, you know, Curtis Blair. There's going to be some some old heads. Yeah. Uh, You know, Zach, uh, my friend, a good uh, a guy I've gotten to know over the years from the NBA bubble, Zach Zarba, Maybe Um, Mm -hmm. they're going to be some guys, some some veteran refs in that game. And yeah, I would be very aware of Draymond trying to send a head message to like y'all still ain't y'all still our little brothers. Y'all still ain't nothing. You know, uh, you know, twenty one to five. Yeah, whatever. You still you still ain't got it up here with this and. That's that's what he's that's why he's going to the Hall of Fame, getting in people's mm-hmm. heads, you know. Um and all and so and, and Curry's gonna be shooting. We just don't think those they want to beat the Celtics too. They're hearing all the good things and yeah. all the they're by far the best team in the league. Oh my god, they're killing everybody. There's nothing it's not even close right now. The Celtics and everybody else, and you know, I saw a debate, you know, Celtics against the field. I'll take the Celtics, you know, like yeah, you know, that's that's a lot right now. You know,
0: yeah.
1: um, they've got it, and so you gotta find motivation now to win every game, you know, and, and and this this shouldn't be much uh uh trouble getting motivation for this one. So yeah, Warren, I would throw it out there, especially guys like Grant and Jalen. Yep. That's exactly know, what I'm thinking about. Yeah. The guys yeah. who, who have some hot it gonna, it's not gonna be Jason, it's gonna be Grant. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be the guys who like the little chirp a little bit, guys who got a little edge to them, and warn them and go, you know what, Draymond's gonna try to do, and you know he gonna, you know, sweet talking before the game. Hey, hey, brother, love your game, you're doing well. Then out there, throw your nice little, <laughs> nice yep. little bow uh, two minutes in. They need to be be aware of that.
0: Yeah, I think th- those are great points, Gary, for sure. I think if I'm Missoula – Definitely, just letting them know. But again, it's it's a really it's an it's an awkward situation to some degree because again, I'm gonna to continue to reiterate: you can't get it back. You can't get back what happened in June in this one game. But at the same time, you still want to stand tall, right? And and kind of show like, listen, you know what? If we see you again in June, you like you know what's up. So um, hopefully they are able to rise to this proverbial challenge. You still have the, you know, that six foot three monster, <laughs> you know, out there, you know, Steph Curry ready to rock and, and, and light it up for you. And you know what I mean? We just hope we don't get the, the night night, you know, on, you know, on this national stage or on ABC um, as he was doing in um, the garden here over the summer. Um, let's transition quickly now over to the last two games of the trip. And I know we touched on it here and I'm not trying to bait you in any way but I'd, I'd be interested on, on your opinion in this. So some years ago, obviously, when, when Tatum and Brown were still pups and, you know, Kawhi and, and, and PG, you know, got together here in, in, in L.A. landing, I'm using the words pups loosely because obviously they've had some success early on in their careers in terms of Tatum and Brown. But when you're looking at wing combos, right, Kawhi and PG, by many people's accounts, would have been the standard. I think that's switched now and obviously because Kawhi and PG both cannot stay on the floor, but would you agree with that assessment You know, wholeheartedly that Tame and Brown are maybe not even the best wing combo, just a big, the best combo in the NBA currently, um, or would you say that there's still people out there, especially when it comes to PG and Kawhi, two guys who they're going to face up here on this West Coast trip?
1: Yeah, I think uh, Tatum uh, and Brown are the best because we don't know, we really don't know, Warren, what – PG and Kawhi can do together because they just haven't had a chance to really play together. You know, yeah. it sounds good. I mean, in 2019, when Kawhi, you know, decided to sign with the Clippers and said, "I'll sign if you guys are able to get my man Paul George out of Oklahoma City," they were able to pull that. It was like a Fourth of July or something like that, or, or maybe a little a few days after something. It was a Friday night, and I was in summer league in Vegas, and the world just spun. Me too. Know, yep, yeah, I
0: remember. Yep,
1: <laughs> the world starts spinning like crazy over oh my god Kawhi and pg the clippers are finals uh book them for the finals every year with that type of uh you know, you know who knew that uh wait, wait hold on
0: hold on hold on was it, that was a, that was earthquake summer right earthquake summer in vegas when zion was playing was that the same yeah, summer yeah 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 Yep, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy there was a total time to, was you know who, who knew that who knew a guy like a name? You know, who knew Shea Gilders Alexander would be part of that deal? And I'm sure the Thunder would do that again and again that make yeah. that deal. But you know we didn't know how good he was going to be. You know, he had a you know potential. But I think when they got together, everyone thought, "Man, this 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 is a quality. This is it." Then the bubble happened, and they blew that three to one lead to Denver under Doc. Okay, where no one had any explanation, and team chemistry was bad, and they had. Montreal and, you know, Lemon Pepper Wings, Lou Williams. They had a bunch of characters in that team who just didn't seem to, to mesh. Then the bubble happened and they couldn't get together in the bubble. Um, and then 21 where Kawhi tears his knee up. Like we have not seen since the bubble and that the last we saw of the bubble was they lost that big blue, that 3-1 series of Denver because yeah. everyone – me being in the bubble was like, oh my god, it's going to be Lakers Clippers, must see TV Western Conference Finals, the Battle of L.A., two teams who do not like each other, little brother, big brother. All I mean, everybody was so excited, and the Clippers went up three one. It's like, oh man, here we go, Kawhi against LeBron, AD against PG. Like, oh, it's oh my goodness, here we go. You know, I mean, and bam, uh, fell flat in his face. <laughs> you know, the Doc gets Doc Doc gets pushed out, and so it's hard to even judge Kawhi and Paul because they haven't done anything in terms of like substantially. Kawhi got hurt in the playoffs. They they fought you. They beat Utah. Then they got you know put down by Phoenix on the way to the finals this year. Kawhi, they, they, we don't know, and then they lose against Orlando. They they lost Orlando in overtime. Like, you can't lose that game. You can't lose it the 5-18 and 18 Magic. You're talking about you the best two duos combined in the league. You have championship aspirations. The Clippers, because of injury, have been one of the more disappointing teams, even though they're still above five hundred, Warren.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, people are like, well, the Clippers are going to push the Warriors. Like, no one's really doing well in the West. I mean, you can say the Pelicans now. I mean, a, you know, but, like, I don't know what to make of Pete like, – And here's a fascinating part of it that we don't know. Is it the end of the road for any, either of these guys, especially Kawhi? Like is Kawhi going to play like Kawhi's 30, uh, 31, Um, you know, is he going to play till he's 37? Like not everybody LeBron, you know, not everybody Uh can play at a high level and stay healthy into their mid thirties. Right. Is Kawhi, a guy who you're going to have to play him about 50 games a year for him to preserve his body to play into his mid-30s because he's getting into that territory now where, you know, careers do end. I mean, people talk about the great Isaiah. Isaiah Thomas, the great Detroit Pistons, Mm -hmm. he retired at 32. Like he tore his Achilles in his 12th year. And said, "Like I, I'm, I'm done. I, my body can't take anymore. Like people don't think about that. Oh, Isaiah, Isaiah played for 12 years. Kawhi is what in his 11th year. Like we yeah. don't know, we don't know what the human body says. And I think we we we've been spoiled. Warren watching Kobe, been spoiled watching Tim Duncan play till he's 38. Spoiled watching LeBron play till now. he's mm-hmm. about to be 30, 38."
0: Dirk, Vince, um, I mean, Dirk, yeah, like all these guys
1: dollars. knocking on the door, forty, right? Dwayne Wade probably could have played another two years, but he kind of got out at about 34, 35. Like he, he, or thirty, you know, what I'm saying he got out. You know, when he probably said, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm just, I ain't got as much as I used to. Let me just concentrate on my family and get it, you know. So he could have played a little bit longer, but we've been spoiled, Warren. I want, and there's no guarantee that Kawhi is going to play to be 35 that
0: he can well, play. Let me let, let me ask you this question, you know, Um, and, you know, it's hard to cut you off, but sure. there's an I don't know where I stand on it. I don't know Kawhi. I'm not close to his camp or anything like that as well, too. I'm not even close to the NBA as you are, but there's I don't know what love Kawhi has for the game. I don't think he's a malcontent I don't think he's out there dogging it but yeah. I don't know that he has this Kobe like love for the game even a Durant like love for the game where hey I'm going to go out here and always try to be here and and then have like this long 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 career um again I don't I don't think he's cheating the clippers in any capacity but people are not built the same way and uh, we're not saying that he has to be you know, Kobe or, or Dirk or anybody like that who played into, you know, you know, to let to their latter years. But I get the sense that he's maybe not long for the entirety of all of this process because his body has failed him as much as it has. And I'd be interested to see, because even like I said, I was going to even ask you a question. I was like, well, I don't even think I would even ask that question because even with Tatum and Brown coming into town, I don't think Kawhi, maybe PG a little bit, but I don't think Kawhi was like, oh yeah, I hear people talking about the new best duo. All right, let me go out here and show him something. Yeah, exactly. I just don't think Kawhi cares. <laughs> like yeah. and, and not in a way that he doesn't care about basketball, but but those things that media we don't know what motivates that,
1: Kawhi. Like right, that you know, fire,
0: it's it's not the same.
1: Like we don't know, like now, hey, he's won two championships. He basically put the, the Raptors yeah. on his back in 2019 and carried them to the championship and was just Mr. Efficient. And that's probably the best we'll, we'll ever see him. And that was very good, and that's going to get him to the Hall of Fame. He was a top 75 guy. No, no, no one had a debate with that. There's not 74 guys or 75 guys better than Kawhi Leonard on this earth who's played basketball. But as you said, Warren, it's very, you know, kind of indicative that Kawhi will not, does not mind missing games. It does not kill him to miss games. Kobe, it killed Kobe to miss games. Kobe was playing with Crooked fingers and that Achilles. And, you know, I mean, he was playing with stuff that, you know, it took, it didn't take years off his career, but I think it took some effectiveness off his career that he probably didn't miss like a 40 game stretch just to, like, hey, Kobe, especially playing on them bad Laker teams, you know, the Jeremy Lynn and Carlos Boozer and all those guys that were just partying and weren't serious about being a Laker. Um, Kobe carried them and did a lot of work and and probably shortened his career a bit. You know, he, now now did he play too? Oh, he played too long. He played too long because he played hurt. Then his body started betraying him. And he and it was time in 2016 at 38. It was time for him to go. You know, could he had if he had taken a full year off or taken a half, could he have played till, till maybe been effective at 39 or 40? Maybe because he would have been healthier. You know, but he was losing a step. We all know that, but yeah. but he was still still Kobe, but not quite. Obviously, we you know he he wasn't two thousand two Kobe, but he put his body on the line for the love of the game. The question with with Kawhi is, does he put his body on the line for the love of the game? I'm not saying he doesn't love the game like you said, Warren, but he doesn't mind missing games. I remember talking to having a conversation with Kyrie Irving when he's in Boston. And he was like. I ain't no eighty-two game a year, uh, game a season guy. I just that ain't even me. Eighty-two, yeah, yep. that ain't me. Eighty-two, no, bro. He's about a seventy on on a good day, yeah. right? Like in the previous generation, Warren, we would never have the player admit he ain't. I mean, you look, you look at Michael Jordan. He played eighty-two, even the last game of the season when they were at <laughs> Charlotte. um, you know, whatever, you know, at Minnesota, when they were clinched, clinched the clinched division and clinched number one seed, MJ was out there putting on a show. If you look at his lines, he was not playing 68 games. He played playing 81-82. Okay, he might have missed some for ankle sprain or something like that, but he played, the people compare these guys, these eras, you would have never had a person, a player, say he's not an 82-game-a-year guy, season guy. Kyrie to me was like, yeah, that, uh, nah. <laughs> oh, boy, uh, that's a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well, yeah, well. Kyrie, you're right. Now y'all get that's paid well isn't it? That's a lot.
0: That, you know what, well. what,
1: what was it? What was it this year? Like last year, were four or five guys played in all 82 games in the NBA? Fuck five players. I think Mikael Bridges and maybe uh, I think it was five guys. Yeah. Five. It's Friday. like we talk about baseball, you know, pitching three hundred innings a year, you know, uh, or you know, pitching two hundred plus innings or two hundred plus innings, and 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 these guys used to go eight innings plus and seven plus innings, seven and two thirds. and Now you go five and a third, and your, your dugouts getting yep. you a standing. Oh, hey, and then you got you know three relievers, and then you get the win. You know, yeah. durability is different in this generation. So you're right, Warren. Like I I I think we all Admire Kawhi, love his seriousness. He doesn't need to show a lot of personality. That's not we don't. He doesn't offer. We don't ask. He doesn't. You you know we don't know him very well off the floor. You know that's fine. You don't have to. Yeah, he, it's fine. He gets, he gets in no trouble. Has no controversy. Doesn't say anything about social. Life. Like Kawhi <laughs> just, Kawhi just does Kawhi. You yeah. know. I'd be fascinated to see what he does when he finishes playing. I don't think it's going to be commentated or anything, you know. Oh, it's yeah. Anything.
0: I mean, he's yeah. going to be like the Tim Duncan route. Remember Yana said, we're like, I'm going to be like Tim Duncan. Where's Tim Duncan? Yeah. He actually, he yeah. just popped yeah. out recently, yeah. right? But, <laughs> you know, today.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fade into the, bl- fade <laughs> into the black. Fade, just, just see you later. Uh, let me know when the reunion is. I might sh- I might show. I might not. Yeah, um, for, real. for real. You know, for real. Um, but you're right. Like, you have to take that into account when when you talk about his legacy. I think you have to take that into account when you talk about him being one of the best players in the league. Like, can I depend on you to be on the court every night? You know, yeah. when young guys, you see it. Some young guys don't love the game. They love the life, you know? Well, hold on.
0: You know what? But as you mentioned that, so let me ask you this really quick, real quick question. And obviously, we got to jump to, we got to talk about the Lakers and then kind of close it out. But, hmm, is Kawhi the type of player still – that a Tatum and Brown would get up to play. Do you feel like, you know, that, like how, again, yeah. it's the Clippers in general, and like you said, you want to play well in LA, but is there even that extra motivating factor? Hey, two-time in the uh, finals MVP, blah, 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 or because he is so low-key that it doesn't even have the extra oomph? Like, it, not saying that it's just a regular game, but it's not like, hey, you're going against LeBron and AD like the next night.
1: Yeah, I do I do think he's still model because he's still a Kawhi and and he's got okay. the resume, two championships. You know, the thing is interesting, Warren, is okay, there's this like comparison between Tatum and then we skip to KD, right? KD, then we go back 10 years younger, is now Tatum, right? In between that is Paul George, mm-hmm. and George seems to kind of get skipped because of the injuries, because of a uh, playoff P, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Charles Buckley, like, how you going to name yourself playoff? They call him championship Chuck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't. Mean, I classic. So, like, George, I remember Tatum early young. George was that guy that kind of Tatum was shooting for, like, okay, mm. KD up here. But George is here, and George is still an exceptional player, all-star, especially those years in Indiana. I think – but we've kind of forgotten about Paul George, and, and I've seen some brilliant performances by Paul George. When he's on, he is on. But the injuries, the playoff P, not getting it done in L.A. so far, there, there is a kind of a disappointment. Disappointment when it comes to him i think in terms of like not finishing the job, no no championships. Uh your best years were in Indiana. You've never really built off that. You had a good solid year with Oklahoma with Westbrook yeah, and then did. you asked out and then the clippers, you know, have never you know what i'm saying. They went to the western conference finals and and but they you know they just weren't good enough without quite a beat phoenix like we i think we're wanting more from Paul George. And Does he? How much does he have left? He's thirty-two, you know. Now he's still silky smooth, still can put it up, still can score. But right. I mean, talent-wise, now
0: would you take him or Tatum? Not a question. It's yeah, like not a, like, not look, a question. And
1: I'm not you talk about age. I'm not going to talk about age.
0: No, I hear like, you. Like, and and, and and again, I don't easy. think it's a knock on PG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's a knock at all. I've no. I've I've said many times like it's. He's a high-caliber, you know, number two, but he's not a lead guy. And then then you factor in the injuries into all of it as well, too. So I think where you see that shift where Tatum has now, and Tatum has led a team to the NBA Finals, right? And Paul George can't even say that. And and it's not to say that Paul George had a bad career in any capacity. So I think, again, both things can be true, and both players can still be great. They're just on slightly different levels. And I definitely see that, you know, with PG. So... You when know, we talk about something Clippers here coming up here next week, definitely an intriguing matchup as you know the quote unquote old guard only because they're in their thirties. You know PG and Kawhi. Uh, well, PG is he thirty yet? I don't even know. Um, versus you know obviously the the youth of the Tatum 32, I
1: mean, Yeah, he's thirty two.
0: Yeah. So, um, so we'll finish up here. Obviously, those people in the purple and gold uh we'll close up the west coast trip the road trip actually um again no days off boston is going to get the the lakers now at their best you're not getting the two and ten lakers you're getting a lakers team now that has somewhat figured it out ad still battling i guess an illness right now but presumably should be fine you know by next week here um lebron back from injury playing well russ settled in his role you know coming off the bench getting contributions you know from you know Lonnie Walker and any anybody you can think of like it's just working Thomas Bryant the whole nine um so it's a marquee game I mean I mean it is and still Celtics Lakers and you know kind of the new era if you will uh with Davis playing at the level that he's at that could be problematic (laughs) if if he's gonna decide effing I'm gonna live in the paint I'm gonna continue to attack DeAndre Ayton is cool and all, but he's not AD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, swarming him and things like that, like you're going to have to like almost not have him touch it. especially if he gets the ball going downhill. He's got better ball handling skills than Ayton does. And, you know, any other big really kind of, you know, in, in the NBA currently. How do you see that game playing out game planning against them? Obviously LeBron is still LeBron, but I think right now with Darvin Ham saying the La- the Lakers offense is going to run through Anthony Davis, not to mention he's still getting two through three blocks a game as well, like still in a presence and not blocks aren't the only way that he's impacting the defense. The Lakers are just playing a better basketball and I expect this to be a very very tough game on the on the last day of the, of their West Coast trip. Fatigue, all those things can be settling in coming off a of back-to-back as well against the Clippers the night before. How do you see that game playing out?
1: I it sounds like a good matchup, Warren. Sounds like it. But who guards Tatum? Mm-hmm. LeBron? Uh Ronnie Walker? Right. Russ? Who guards Brown or Tatum? Like, I'm <laughs> saying, like, I'm not saying LeBron can't guard anymore, but that's a that's a full time, that's a full workload.
0: Yeah, okay, LeBron, yeah.
1: give us 27, 8, and 6, and also guard Tatum. That's a lot. Um, they will win the battle in the paint if AD is AD, right? Because, you know, I mean, Horford will try to fight him off, and Blake will try to push him off the block, and, you know, uh, maybe they'll go small at times and try to draw him away from the basket. But I just think the will have too many weapons at this point. Like they shoot too well, and then the Lakers don't shoot well. So the Lakers, the say, okay, okay, Russ, take have at it. Okay, Pat yeah. Bev, take that corner Pat three. Ben. You know, <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Okay, Lonnie Walker, let's see if you're if you can do it, you know, uh more than in a blowout game. Okay, Austin Reeves, like they don't have to me, they did not build a great team around LeBron and AD. Russ is Russ. Russ on certain nights can be old Russ. You know, and other nights he can be old Russ. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, uh 34-year-old Russ. The the guy who's like, eh, I don't know who signs that guy next year to anything more than a mid-level, that kind of guy. Right. So I just think the Southern have so much depth, especially if they're healthy. They get Horford back, um, and they're ready to go. Uh Brogdon. You know, it, it's hard for me to look and say, okay, who guards Tatum and Brown? Like, you don't have a physical defender out there, you know, and, 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 and to, to to deal with those two guys. Um, and then you're looking at Brogdon, you're looking at Smart, you're looking at, you know, Smart, you know, who he, he, you can put him, you know, try to have him on LeBron, that'd be tough. And I don't know if you need, I think you can kind of let LeBron do his thing as long as you don't let A.D. do his to nail. If A.D. goes for 42 and LeBron goes for 36, there's a problem, okay? Right. <laughs> you know that, That's a, it's a problem. But I think they're a beatable team because they just don't click every night, even when they're playing well. And look at that streak, Warren. You know, three wins over San Antonio, one win over Portland at home. Like, the Milwaukee game is the most impressive. You know? For sure. Uh, and then they won at Washington Washington's a, a tricky team but I just think the Lakers at this point they need more help they need some real they need they need they need to do something to uphead, uh, upgrade that roster because I just don't think that they have the horses you know braun is is Bron and is gonna give you but how much right now is braun contributing to winning he can put up the numbers and I think what you don't want if you're playing the Lakers, is Bron to feel it, and then, you know, you, you're down three, and then here's Bron taking it to the rack, and then his three ball, like he's still capable of winning the game on his own. Not as much maybe as the Cleveland days, but still capable. AD, the same way, but I just, this is not as consistent. because is, is their third best player Lonnie Walker? Is it Russ? Uh, you know, Pat Bev, they still one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA. Um, they improved defensively, but I just don't know who guards Tatum. Are you gonna put are you gonna just try to do the whole sick Pat Bev on him and try to get under his skin? Um yeah. are you gonna put Lonnie Walker on him? Uh Troy Brown Jr. Like who who guards those two guys? And then their ball movement. So I think it's a it would be a competitive game. The Lakers could easily lose the game. They lost to L.A. L.A. didn't make the playoffs last year, as we all know. The Celtics went out there to Staples crypto and lost. Uh, and it wasn't – close. I think they lost by, like, 11. I mean, you know, the, the Lakers just handled them in that game. So it could easily happen. But I think this team and that team, Laker team, I don't think it should be a very, very close game.
0: All right. I, I like what you're saying there, Gary. Gary's unconcerned, unbothered. <laughs> says, you know, the purple and gold, she don't have the horses, but again, she could still be a competitive game. Boston should ultimately, you know, pull it out. So, yeah, obviously we've given our, our fans listening here some extra time here, you know, some great, great, great conversation. Well, I want to f- kind of close it out with here. So three games we've, we've talked about, Golden State, the Clippers, the Lakers, already 3-0 and on the trip. You made some, you know, prognostications of where Boston may want to be. But as an analyst, as somebody who covers it, where do you think they go here? Do they finish? Um, just give me, Golden State, W or L? I'm going to go one by one.
1: Uh, I'll say it's a dub. Okay.
0: And Clippers?
1: Wow. I think I, I'll just say, I mean, they could go 6-0. and all. I'll say that's the one they lose.
0: All right, so then, yeah, then they'll beat the purple and gold because they're yeah, gonna get up. Actually, that. Five and one. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm a rock with you on that. You know, you know what? No, I'm not gonna rock with you, Gary. I'm saying we're going six to oh, zero, uh, mm-hmm. taking everybody. You know, especially because there's a lot of motivating factors here, barring health, of course, and you know any you know unforeseen you know absences, so to speak. Um, I really am impressed with this Boston roster, and I'm not usually the most optimistic person about this team, but something's bubbling, and it makes me feel good. So I hopefully they'll be able to kind of pull it out here and go six and no and finish this off here against three pseudo really great teams out there. Well, one's elite and two are still, I guess in question with the Lakers and the, and the Clippers. Um, that'll be all the time we have here for Believe in Celtics. Great, great conversation. Love what we were able to do, especially talking about Kawhi and PG and their comparisons to Tatum and Brown. Obviously the great, uh, great outlook here on, on prognostication here of Robert Williams, potentially coming back here the next week to maybe 10 days. Um, so an amazing thing. So please, please, please continue to follow believe in Celtics. He is Gary Washburn. I am Warren Shaw. Follow him at G Washburn glow. Follow me at Shaw sports NBA. And this has been believe in Celtics brought to you by Bet online. We'll be back with y'all next week to discuss our predictions here on this West coast trip. Preview the upcoming games back to back against Orlando. That should be fun and exciting. (laughs) And, you know, the rest of the games following that, too, as they head towards the Christmas holidays. Gary, have a good one, man. Enjoy the West Coast. And we'll definitely catch y'all next week, family.